When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Lost 4-2 to the Canucks last night. Patrick Russell, Thomas Yurko, good games. They each scored. The two teams play again tomorrow at Rogers Place to continue the preseason 5-30 face-off show here on 6-30. Chad, the game at 7. Then the Oilers and the Flames on Friday. You could see Anton Berdasov in the game. He is uh, the newest guy to join Oilers camp. Russian player from the KHL signed to a professional tryout contract. Here's GM Ken Holland. 28 years of age. He's uh, played in the uh, KHL for a lot of years. Um, his agent over here, Rich Winner, uh, has been talking to me over the course of uh, the summer uh, about Bertasov. I have not personally uh, seen him. I had people when I was in Detroit that had, had, had seen him. Uh, his dream is to play in the National Hockey League. I, I was not prepared to offer him a contract, and he ultimately made a decision that uh, he wanted to come over here on a tryout. took us a while to get him uh, um, the proper paperwork, so he's here. Obviously, uh, it's going to be tough. It's in the middle of the camp. Um, it's a short time, but um, give him an opportunity. That was at Rogers Place. Meanwhile, over on the brick field at Commonwealth Stadium, quarterback Trevor Harris, a partial participant in practice as he deals with that injury to his throwing arm. Here's head coach Jason Moss. He made progress today, and you know we'll evaluate him again tomorrow to so make sure he feels good tomorrow. So, you know, he at least practiced and went through some reps and threw the ball. And then we'll just see how he, he looks tomorrow and then make our decision from there when we need to. How did it look to you when you see him live? I mean, it, 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 he looked fine. I mean, yeah, he hasn't thrown for a while, so, you know, it's not ever going to be perfect when you're dealing with something. So it's really a matter of how he rebounds tomorrow, whether we can uh, go forward from there. All right, we'll see how the depth chart looks when it comes out tomorrow morning. Inside Sports on 630 Chet, thanks a lot for tuning in. Don't forget, by the way, the first 20,000 fans through the gates on Friday for the Eskimos game get a free commemorative of Ricky Ray flag to celebrate his induction to the Eskimos Wall of Honor. Gates open at 6.30. The game is at 7.30. Saturday and Sunday at West Ed at the Ice Palace. It's going to see some really good basketball. The FIBA 3x3 Women's Series coming to Edmonton. It features the Plouffe sisters from Edmonton, Michelle and Catherine playing for Team Canada. To tee it up, we welcome to the show from Basketball Alberta my good buddy Paul Sir. Paul, how are you doing? Doing great, Reed. Great to be back with you. Always love having you on the show. The weather is getting a little crisper. The leaves are changing color, so we're rolling, I guess, more into basketball season. But for some uh, high-level women we're going to see at the Ice Palace this weekend, they've been going all summer. we got the 3x3 tour stopping here. And, man, Edmonton's Plouffe sisters, they are doing great, Paul. 
They really are. They have been the hottest team literally in the world and uh, have won their last three events. They've had a fantastic record and run all all through the summer, Reed, and culminating with a big win at the Montreal Masters 3x3 event that was held a couple of weeks ago. And now this weekend at the Ice Palace uh, on the surface, starting with our opening ceremonies at 1.30 p.m. on Saturday, the Plouffe Sisters will be in game number one. And if anybody wants to see women's basketball at its very best, as the Plouffe Sisters and their team, Team Canada, battle for a spot in the 2020 Olympics, they'll be uh, they'll be going at two o'clock. And I want to I want to up get an update on the Olympic storyline because that's been an interesting one to follow. The the Plouffe's up to number two in the world. Who else is going to be here? I mean, these are some high level teams, and, and I assume they're all scrapping to to work closer to the Olympic Games as well. That's right. The number one team is France. They couldn't be here uh, for this event. But we have teams, uh, other top teams, Spain, Italy, Poland, uh, the Czech Republic. They're, they're all here joining with the Plus in the United States. I almost forgot to say the United States, who are ranked 11th, but that's a bit deceptive. They're sending their best team this weekend. So there's a, a real chance since the Plus and the U.S. are in opposite pools, who knows? We might even see a Canada-U.S. gold medal game on Sunday if if we're lucky. But yes, these are very these are uh, top ten teams in the world battling as the uh, as Team Canada is for the proper ranking in order to be able to qualify for the Olympic qualifying tournament. There's still another step that has to happen. If that that'll be held in early 2020. Okay, so they, they've. It, it sounds like Paul, and I'll get better details from you. But it, it sound because when I talked to uh, the Ploofs a few months ago, it, it seemed a lot of things were up in the air. I, I talked to them more recently, and it seemed to be getting nailed down. So there's they're they're playing for, I guess, ranking points right now, and then that helps them get into a, a tournament to get into the Olympics. Like, is that the process we're looking at? That is the process we're looking at, Reed. Uh, there's a couple of significant rankings that add up uh, in order to be able to play in the Olympic qualifying tournament. And one of them that the Plouffe's can't control is what's called the national ranking, which is the uh, uh, amalgamation of all of the uh, women, in this case, playing 3x3 basketball across Canada. So you get a national ranking with with that and then you get your team ranking and in this case of course the Plouffe's designated as Team Canada representing Canada at a variety of tournaments around the world uh, they have their own individual ranking which we've talked about already is number two in the world so they come into this tournament favorites for the tournament this is the last stop on the tour and then after this uh, ranking points will all start getting accumulated and we'll know over the next month, uh, over the next month or so, what the Olympic qualifying tournament uh, lineup looks like. Okay, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to somebody next week as well. But let's just plant the seed as well. We got the women this weekend, and then the men are the, the following weekend, the 28th and 29th. 28th and 29th, uh, we have our, what's called the. This will be our second annual FIBA 3x3 Challenger. We held it last year at West Edmonton Mall. We're back in West Ed again, again on the ice surface. It's going to be a great, great lineup. We have the number one ranked team in the world, Novi Sad, out of Serbia. They've been the, the world champions. In fact, they're the defending world champions. Uh, they're, they've won three world championships. They're a perennial power. 
But then add in Team Harlem from the States, uh, who have been the hottest team on the tour as of late. Team Princeton out of the U.S. as well. Great teams. Verbas also out of Serbia. Uh, Jeddah out of Saudi Arabia is going to be here. And then, of course, our powerhouse Team Edmonton, which will be here. And uh, they've been playing really well, and they're ranked seventh on the world tour this year. So uh, it's going to be a fantastic lineup for the men's tournament as well. Paul Sir from Basketball Alberta joining us on Inside Sports. Paul, you've been coaching, playing, administrating basketball all your life. 3x3, I mean, I've, I've, I always say this, I mean, we, we play it in the playground, in school, and it, it's so cool now that it is this high-tempo game that's getting all this exposure, and it's going to be the, the, for, for the Olympics. For players to adjust to 3x3 after playing, I'll call it traditional full-court 5-on-5 all of their lives and on national teams and professionally, is this a, is this a huge adjustment? Like, it, it seems to me it'd be oversimplifying it to say it's the same game with fewer people. Like, I'm wondering what else, what other technical or mental adjustments have to be made to go from 5-on-5 to 3x3? I knew you were going to give me a great question, Reed. so I appreciate yeah, there, it. There um, it is. <laughs> it, that, and it is a great one. It's very different, uh, especially FIBA 3x3. Traditionally, 3-on-3 three three has been check the ball out front and and take your time getting your shot. You can take as long as you want. In FIBA 3x3, three three, it's it, as you said, it's a very fast-paced game, meaning unless it's a, there's a foul or the ball goes out of bounds, the ball is live. So if one team scores, the team that was defending now takes possession and the ball is live as soon as it goes through the basket. And as soon as the team that was defending touches the ball, whether it's on a rebound or after a made basket read, you have a 12-second shot clock. So you have to clear the ball outside of the three-point line and get a shot within 12 seconds. So the game moves very quickly. The, the best way I could describe it is it's really a combination, I think, of hockey and basketball more so because you're substituting much more frequently. Your cardio has to be unbelievable because your transition from offense to defense is so quick and it's immediate that you have to be moving all the time. So when people hear that it's a 10-minute game, they think, oh, my gosh, anybody can play for 10 minutes. Every five-on-five player that I've talked to, no matter what their condition conditioning level might be, has said they're exhausted the first time they play FIBA 3x3 because the game moves so quickly. Yeah, it, it, it is fun to watch. I'm looking forward to seeing this on the weekend. Okay, so sat, I know you mentioned it's Saturday. It starts at 2. They're going to go till about 4.30. Uh, and then back at it Sunday at 1 and the championship final likely around 3.30 Sunday, all at the Ice Palace? All at the Ice Palace. Opening ceremonies, 1.30. We have a great presentation with Mayor Iveson, president of FIBA Americas, is going to be there. And come on out. It, it, everybody who comes is going to leave and say, wow, I want to see more of that. And they're going to be really excited to see Team, uh, team Canada, who really is Team Edmonton, playing, uh, playing on the ice and seeing the great Michelle and Catherine Plouffe competing. Thanks a lot, Paul. Paul Sir from Basketball Alberta. And yeah, the Ploofs are incredible, have a great chance to represent Canada at the Olympics next year in 3x3 basketball. So they'll be playing at the Ice Palace this weekend. All right, the Coaches Show with Jason Moss and Morley Scott coming up at 7.30. U of A Golden Bears football 2-1, and one, dramatic win last weekend. We'll talk to the man who made the big play when we get back. 
You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. What's it like to get, catch a game-winning touchdown pass in the dying seconds of a football game? Well, let's find out from U of A Golden Bears receiver Daniel Bubalagne. Daniel, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Not too bad, Reed. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. You must be excited. I'm sure you have one of the most viewed highlights over the past few days when it comes to U Sports football. Huge touchdown catch, man. Take me through that play. Uh, you know, honestly, it was just, uh, I hate to say it, but it was a routine play. You know, I came, in the, came out of the huddle. Uh, Brad basically just told me, he's like, listen, run your run a best route. I went to the line. I kind of had this faith that everybody else was going to do their job and just had to go out there and make a play. That, I mean, a tense situation, obviously, scoring a touchdown in the dying seconds. And you guys had fallen behind, uh, I think, with 48 seconds to go. So when the offense goes on that field, knowing the situation, just take me through the approach, the, the feeling in the huddle when that drive started. You know, one thing that really did impress me about that drive was in, in recent years, you could honestly kind of feel the tension. Like, guys were just uneasy. But what really impressed me about this year was we all kind of went in that huddle. We were just relaxed. Everybody was just like, hey, like, we got 48 seconds. They got timeouts. We can just march this ball and score no problem, right? And so I think that was a, definitely a relaxing thing to, to see in, like, that first huddle when we got that first completion. And I was like, okay, well, now we're rolling. We're going to – well, we'll be just fine. Well, that's interesting that, that calmness was there because, look, this is your fifth year on the Golden Bears. You did have a playoff appearance a couple of years ago, but there's been some tough years for the program even mm-hmm. before you were there. Where, where does this calmness and confidence coming from this year? I think it's just just rep, it's just repetitions throughout practice, and you know, as an offense, we talk about just doing your job and, and making a play, whether it's executing a blocking assignment, making a block as a running back, catching a ball, turning up field, whatever it may be. Um, we're just as an offense, just really trying to harp on on just making a play, whatever it may be. And I think that's kind of a, a new take that we've um, we have this year on on just how we approach our offense. It's less so of like, okay, we need to get this down. It's more so, well, hey, guys, let's let's relax a little bit. Let's just do what you got to do, and we'll be just fine. Trust the system, and it will be okay. I know you're being modest, but i got to go back to that last play again because you're 30 yards out in the dying seconds, and as a receiver, I mean, you must know they're, they're defending the end zone in that situation. Like, how, how, how were you able to get in, in behind the D? Like, did anything – did they do anything defensively that – maybe you didn't expect or, or helped the, the play that you guys had called? Um, I think the, the play we called honestly worked out kind of perfectly. I, uh, Coach, we, we, I was put in isolation, essentially. Um, the, uh, the receiver on the same side as me, Ben, he went into the box to add. And so I was essentially me against the corner um, with that halfback that added into the box, that dropping out later as the play progressed. But I kind of just knew that I was just going to have to run my best one-on-one man route. And um, just was fortunate to come out with the catch there. All right, so fifth-year Golden Bear, you played at Harry Ainley. Where does that catch rank in your career? It's got to be up there. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely it's definitely a first, uh, the, the top rank for sure. Uh, anytime you can like you can help your your team in football win a game like that, um, it's definitely going to be ranked up there. Daniel Bubalini joining us on Inside Sports Receiver for the U of A Golden Bears. Caught the winning touchdown pass uh, last week against Manitoba. Now getting ready to face the Saskatchewan Huskies. I want to ask you about that, but this year has been interesting. You're 2-1. and one, uh, A comeback down to the wire against Calgary. Didn't quite go your way. Dramatic finish in a, with a win in, in uh, Regina where you guys took the lead in the 
third quarter, had a blocked field goal, had a missed field goal to win it, and then obviously uh, your dramatics against Manitoba. I, I mean, you just kind of have to thrive on these close games. What's it been like being in these tense situations? Uh, that's that's what we play football for, honestly. Um, I think every football player can say, like, as much as you don't like to be in those situations because of the thought of losing, that's why you play sports is to be in those tough, those tense situations. It's kind of this, all the stuff you, you kind of grow up dreaming about. You watch those incre- incredible college football games. Like, just go down to the wire and you just imagine playing in those. So I would definitely say that that's honestly been a highlight of the year is just kind of being in those tense, in those meaningful tense games. Um yeah, but at the end of the day, uh, it's, you're not going to have every game where you're winning by 40, and um, you certainly wouldn't want it to be that way. Uh, you got Saskatchewan coming up. Usually a very good team. They had, they had a bit of, uh, pretty lopsided win over Regina on, on the weekend. What do you expect from the Huskies on Saturday? Uh, the same same as usual. You know, they're they're a really well coached team. Their defenders really they know what they need to do in any situation, and they're going to try and out compete you. So they're going to rely on us making more mistakes than them, and that's how they're going to win the game. And um, you know, Saskatchewan does a really great job of that. So we're just going to have to execute better than them all throughout the game, and just go on it more than them. Fifth and final year as a Golden Bear. What do you hope you leave behind? What do they? What do you hope they they say about you after you leave the program? Uh, not much, honestly. I, I, I honestly just wanted wanted to make a difference. Um, helping this, I think at the end of the day for me, helping to turn this program around has kind of been a, a highlight of my my university career. And I hope that when I'm you know when I'm done with the program here, that there will be a positive legacy moving forward. Not for myself individually, but for the team. Um, you know, really turning that kind of like the, the perception that people have of the Golden Bears will definitely be the highlight of my university career. All right. Well, that sounds great. Daniel, thanks for checking in tonight. Again, congratulations on the huge catch. I hope there are many more to come. All the best against the Huskies <laughs> on Saturday. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Reed. Golden Bears Huskies Saturday at 1 at Foot Field. That'll be a good game. Tomorrow on 6.30, Chad, 5.30 face-off show. Game starts at 7. Oilers preseason action against the Canucks. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. My name is Reed Wilkins. Coach's show with Moss and Morley next. Take care. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.